Thank you for tuning in to The Grammar of Grief with your host, Uma Girish, the show that is dedicated to creating a safe space to discuss the big life questions around grief, loss, death, and dying. Now, here's your host, Uma Girish. Welcome to The Grammar of Grief. I'm delighted that you're here with me today. Today's episode is the last of three that I have been doing to explain the common myths about grief and grieving. In earlier episodes, I talked about myths 1 through 6. And in today's episode, I'll take you through myths 7, 8, 9 and 10. Here's myths number 7. Expressing emotion is a sign of weakness and loss of control. This is a myth our culture has bought into so completely that it influences very deeply how people view and express grief. This is also why so many people hold on to their grief subconsciously. They go about their jobs and commitments, but the unexpressed, unacknowledged grief is like an undercurrent in their lives. They don't know why they feel so exhausted, irritable or grumpy or simply unable to meet life's joys head-on? Well, this is why. Our emotions are our inner guidance system. They are meant to be the compass that guides our lives. So when you grieve a loss, whether it's the loss of a job or the death of a pet, you're simply showing up as fully human. And one of the most significant requirements of being fully spiritual is to be fully human. What you don't allow yourself to feel, you don't allow yourself to heal. So be alive to your humanness. Learn to listen to your heart and honor what it's saying to you. Myth number eight says, grief is a linear process. In my experience, grief is a journey of curves and spirals and zigzagging paths. Isn't that what love felt like too? You didn't love with the same intensity every single day or even every single moment of a single day. There are days when you were more aware of the highs of love and then there are also the days when being in love doesn't feel so good. There are the days when there's a sense of stable calm, no highs, no lows. Well, why should grief be any different? After all, it's an emotion too, just like love. Myth number nine says, Spirituality always brings comfort to the griever. Our relationship with God is so very unique. And even within that relationship, a time of grief could be a time of disengagement. This is how it was for me. I blamed God for taking my mother away too soon. I was angry at him. Then there are those people who seek and find real comfort through connection with God. But if you are one of those people, don't be misled into thinking that's the way it is for everyone. God isn't the most comforting idea to all grievers. We all make peace with that cosmic puzzle in our own time. Myth number 10 says, we can work through our grief alone. So we hide, we isolate and we grieve alone. It is true that we need to burrow into our sadness. No one can touch that place and feel what we feel so intensely. That is our inner work. 
we need time away from people whose lives haven't been touched by something so life-changing. But we also need to find our way back to humanity. A community of fellow grievers really get you at a time when you feel the rest of the world is moving on. Because everyone in that group speaks a common language. Whereas others will urge you to get on with life and to come back to society, to engage, it is only those people who are walking in similar shoes who will truly understand what you need. I hope these myths have been of some comfort and some use to you in not just the way you express and experience grief, but also in the way you reach out to someone who's grieving a loss. I invite you to go to my website umagirish.com and subscribe to my blog The Grammar of Grief. Until next time, I send you love and blessings. Thank you for listening to The Grammar of Grief with Uma Girish. If you enjoyed the program, please leave a review and rating on iTunes. Connect with Uma at www.umagirish.com. That's U-M-A-G-I-R-I-S-H dot com for grief guidance and inspiration.